Hi, everyone. I had a podcast slated for today that outlined potential biomarkers in autism. I may still give it. It was a follow-up to last week's oxytocin podcast. But then we had the election on Tuesday, and it seemed a little inappropriate not to at least acknowledge that things are going to change in a big way. At least our new president wants them to. I don't know who you all voted for, and this is not intended to bash Trump, but I think it would be useful to at least comment on some of the changes that could take place under a Trump administration that are related to autism. I'll keep my comments short and to the point. I don't think any person with autism or without autism voted for Trump because of rights for the disabled. This isn't anti-Trump, it's pro-autism families who deserve to know what's at stake. Because he hasn't necessarily been specific, I'm going to base my thoughts on what he has said and published, not what the press has said or hypothesized or what pundits have said for that matter. I'm using primarily his contract with America as a guide and things that he has said on his website. So let's start with autism or helping the developmentally disabled specifically. He doesn't have a specific plan for autism other than he's publicly stated that he thinks vaccines cause autism and he's been very vocal about that. He has not commented or made any specific statements about anything related to autism, like the NIH budget for autism or expansion of services or supports for people with disabilities. These are things that Clinton did lay out, but Trump has not. So instead, I'll focus on what he has said that affects the lives of families with autism. Immediately, he has said that he will add an additional federal investment of $20 billion towards school choice. This will be done by reprioritizing existing federal dollars. What he basically means is school vouchers. So instead of improving our existing schools and programs that need help, he'll redirect money to fund the education of individuals at other schools. The problem with schools is overcrowding and lack of teacher incentives as well as training. Vouchers don't solve that, so take that for what it's worth. This could very well affect individuals with autism who receive supports and services through their public schools. He also hates Common Core so much that he said he's willing to get rid of the Department of Education. On his first 100 days, he will hire someone to transition the Department of Education. So he wants to basically get rid of any oversight on education. I would argue that without some oversight in laws, schools are driven by money. The ones that get left behind in the process are the ones that cost the most money, particularly those with special needs. Second, he's very vocal that he's going to repeal and replace Obamacare with health savings accounts. Those are his words. Okay, love it or hate it, the Affordable Care Act, and it's not called Obamacare, by the way, put in place efforts to improve screening and diagnosis for autism, improve services through patient navigators, and got rid of pre-existing health care conditions that might have hindered insurance coverage. This means that for the Americans that receive health care coverage for their child's behavioral interventions through the Affordable Care Act, services will be cut or lost. He has a plan for private health care accounts, and he identifies where Medicaid is lacking. However, his plan for Medicaid is to offer block grants, which are discretionary. Instead of matching state dollars, block grants offer a lump sum and let states decide if they even want to contribute, which let's face it, the answer is likely going to be no, which means that services will be cut. This is not a biased opinion of mine. This is the general consensus of healthcare economists. Unlike current Medicaid rules, these block grants don't guarantee coverage for everyone. Under a House Republican plan for block grants last year, the plan would cut $1 trillion for Medicaid over a 10-year period. That would not only hurt the chance of people waiting for supports, it would result in cutbacks to those receiving care. Previously, a Democratic president, Obama, would have never let it through, so it was just a plan by the Republicans. 
Now with a Republican president who has flat out said he is going to offer block grants to the Medicaid system, it will likely go through. Many people with autism are supported through Medicaid. He has also specifically cited fraud and disability as a major issue, and he says he's going to tackle it. According to his calculations, one in 20 Americans claim a disability. He says that is too much, but a separate database, the U.S. Census Bureau, puts that number as actually one in five having some sort of disability. So based on those numbers, less people are claiming a disability than have one. Maybe there are people that are claiming disability that don't have a disability, like having whiplash after getting slightly bumped by a car or something. But I hope he doesn't use this as a way to cut disability payments or or eligibility for those who are truly in need. Third, which is actually second on his contract with the American voter, is the institute of a hiring freeze on all federal employees to reduce the federal workforce through attrition. This exempts military, public safety, and public health. That last one is key. Who is public health? Is he going to stop hiring healthcare workers at federal institutions like the NIH? Is he going to get rid of some departments like the Department of Health and Human Services? I mentioned he's getting rid of the Department of Education because he doesn't like Common Core and thinks the decision should be left to the schools. So what does he see as public health? If he's going to call for a hiring freeze, he needs to be more specific. Fourth, he wants to remove barriers to entry into free markets for drug providers that offer safe, reliable, and cheaper products. He says that Congress will need the courage to step away from the special interests and do what is right for America, and that slowing consumers' access to safe, imported, and dependable drugs from overseas will bring more options to consumers. Obviously, I just quoted him there. So this all sounds really good in theory, and I'm all for making treatments more available to people, but one of the areas of government he's targeting is the FDA. The Food and Drug Administration, while having flawed processes, does provide an important service. They closely examine the efficacy and safety of medical compounds like drugs and devices so people are not getting cheated or harmed. Removing some barriers is fine, but what he means is removing regulatory barriers, which are there for a reason. This may open the door for unregulated, untested, and dangerous treatments that prey on desperate families. Without rigorous evaluation, what will be paid for by insurance? This is a big question and a huge need for answers. Without regulation and oversight, it'll be the wild, wild west in terms of selling snake oils and fake treatments, especially to families who are the most desperate in need and the least educated on what does and does not work. On the bright side, he does say that he wants reform of mental health programs and institutions in this country. Families without the ability to get the information needed on those who are ailing are often not given the tools to help their loved ones. I think we can all agree on that. His stated motivation for that, however, was to deflect the responsibility for gun violence who have easy access to guns with no business having one. He has shamelessly promoted the National Rifle Association as agreed with their illogical thinking about guns and mental health. It doesn't mean that there can't be gun regulation and mental health reform, but without a plan on how to improve mental health services for people, it's unclear what will really happen. And what does reform mean if he's cutting federal funding and reorganizing health care providers? And how is Medicaid going to play into it? Who is going to be in charge of these reforms? If Medicaid is cut, how are services with mental health issues who can't afford them be paid for? And it's not just about money. I mean, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's more impactful than money, like our environment and our viability on this planet. He would like to deny climate change exists, but it is real. It's backed by science and research. It's not a theory. It's hurting our environment and it's hurting us. Trump has said publicly and openly, 
And again, as part of his contract, that he will cancel payments to the UN climate change programs and use the money to fix America's water and environmental structure. Without the U.S. buy-in to the Paris Climate Accords, the agreements put in place will be unenforceable. His solution is to use the money to fix water and environmental structure within the United States. Again, while I'm all for fixing infrastructure, this is not a substitute. Climate change and environmental exposures are not a local problem with local solutions. They are a global issue. This may be the most lasting legacy of the Trump administration. Whether you believe environmental exposures cause autism or that they contribute or that there are gene-environment interactions involved, toxic environmental exposures certainly do not benefit the overall health of anyone. Environmental toxins have been linked to everything from asthma, diabetes, and yes, autism in conjunction with genetic factors. And in fact, some disabilities are reduced with mitigation of environmental exposures. Climate change is real. It's been scientifically proven. It's not a hoax made up by the Chinese. It will affect the air and water quality for not just future generations, but this generation. Scientists have documented what will happen if the Paris Climate Accords are not instituted. What is even more troubling is that he's going to eliminate the federal department, the Environmental Protection Agency, that eliminates toxic chemicals in their use. I think he sees it as a waste of government time and money. So there really will be no more checks and balances for the U.S. or for foreign industry for how much chemicals are produced or released. This is an incredibly sobering thought, and we all hope he takes a breath and slows down and really thinks about the consequences of these things. And now to the conclusion and the elephant in the room. Trump openly mocked a reporter with a disability. Whether you've watched some weak, bizarre YouTube video on a site called Catholics for Trump of the rebuttal of his actions... He did do this. Nobody listening to this podcast is dumb. He did it. And it's clear that he does not see the rights of the disabled and the needs of their families as primary issues. Sometimes no statement is stronger than a statement. If you voted for Trump, again, you voted for Trump for reasons other than he has the disability community in mind. And just keep that in mind. I hope everyone listening has had a chance to take a deep breath. And as my friend David Mandel put it, whatever you care about, alleviating poverty, ending hunger and sickness, loving the stranger in our midst, protecting the dignity and rights of those with disabilities or those who are just different from us, ending racism, misogyny, or sexism, seeing to the proper education of our children, guaranteeing the rights of our LGBT brothers and sisters. Whatever that is, we all have to double down. Volunteer more, give more money, protest, educate others. Become even more determined than you were before. There is good work to do and we can still do it. Thank you, David, for those inspiring words, and thank you all for caring.